0: Welcome back. Dun, dun,
1: dun. We're back
0: at it again. Honey, this one's for you. He called me yesterday and said, I finished the last one. I need another one. Awesome. So I was like, oh. Here it is. Here we go. I said, we are going to do one in the morning. And here it is. So, hello. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoot, And my name is Audra Watley. My, my name is. My name is. My
1: name is. Wicker, wicker. Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause I'm not a i am not a, you know, it's kinda of what I, I always say it's like I am followed by anything as a creative statement. And there is no the like, like I am Audrey Watley. What's an Audre Watley?
0: I don't even know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> so I usually say my name is. I actually got kind of thrown off when um Alicia this weekend asked me like who is Abby? And I was like What oh. the fuck? <laughs> like, oh no. Oh. I don't even think I've what? Yeah. Like that's my, it's it, it, like so much of me is like, okay, I don't even associate sometimes to my name right. per se. Like it's just like, it's something I'm called. It's how I'm known on the physical plane. I just, exactly I'm not even really like, it's not the essence of who I am. Right. Cause I feel like names can't really harness the magnitude of what an individual is. Exactly. So, I mean, like, when I think of my husband, I don't think of, like, his name. I think of, like, the awe of what his energy brings, like, his passion, his strength, his drive, like, all the things that keeps us, you know, he's really the solidarity of the family, even though he probably reverses it and says I am where I'm the one that's like like, like all over the place you're the chaos he's yeah the rock. I am the chaos I am fully the chaos and even though I like orchestrate and keep things together I am not the stabilizer he's the stabilizer and yeah. so I mean that is always so fun because I love that, like, you have that role reversal viewpoint of each other and what each other do. And it's like, it doesn't work without yin and yang. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. So I just, I find that hilarious. But (laughs) Audra Watley. Audra Watley. Audra Watley. Yeah. It's a name. It's a name. It's what people call you. Yeah. And we had an incredible experience over this past week where I'm still like, I have yet to even process anything. Yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely still in a state of
1: processing and, and, you know, trying to do life and not having the time to take out and, and and do the processing while I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I I have to get this done and I have to get that done and I have to get this done and I can't not do these other things so that I can take time to just process.
0: Well, I think um, a lot of people are like that right now, especially like Thanksgiving's next freaking week, guys. Yeah. Like that's even more messed up in my mind is like, what the blank how is that even so close? Yeah,
1: I, I, yeah, exactly. I can't even process. And it's like usually by now I'm like, okay, I have the menu. I'm going to grocery shop for these things on Saturday or Sunday. And then I have the rest of the list so that it'll be more fresh to do Tuesday night if the stores aren't like wiped out. I haven't even I was, I was begun in, to think about it. I was in Costco over the weekend or just um, actually yesterday. What is today? I don't even know what today is. I think today I was is at, Wednesday. On Monday. I was in Costco on Monday, and it was kind of like the cold apartment where the vegetables and stuff are. It was so wiped out that I was just like, Wow. Already. You know, already. And I'm just like, Okay, so this is going to be interesting. We'll just keep it simple. Hopefully.
0: I haven't even begun to even contemplate like turkeys and things of that nature. I mean, like right now our freezer is so full of dog food that I'm like, <laughs> where the hell is a turkey supposed to go? Yeah. But then at the same time, if I ended up buying a turkey on a Saturday, I could just put it in the regular fridge right. and have it defrost a, by Thursday. Uh, by yeah, yeah, exactly. Or put it in a cooler. Yeah, I could totally do that too. Yes. And then just let it kind of yeah. defrost on its own and stay chili and whatever but i mean it's interesting because it's like my husband really just loves turkey sandwiches it's not even about like the main meal it's it's more about the turkey sandwiches but what i found even more intriguing is that my daughter is the one that's like thanksgiving's my favorite and it's like what you know Mm -hmm. like halloween christmas like usually those are the big wigs and she's like i love thanksgiving and i think i think it has something to do more with the food than anything else, which is kind of nice because, I don't know, she kind of even said to me the other day that like when it comes to fall, I really shine with fall foods and preparations because I make my homemade ciders and I make my, Mm -hmm. you know, I make my little pumpkin cakes so they have little pumpkin pie bites you know, during the day, it's really just so they don't bother me. (laughs) So I like, you know, it's like the night before I will cook all of these different foods and little sausage, sausage rolls and things so that they can munch on those all day long. So that when they're hungry, I've already got food prepared for them. But at the same time, leave me the blank alone in the kitchen because I don't (laughs) want to have to deal. And so it's cute that they have done that. And even more so, like, Rudy is off on Thanksgiving the whole day. So um, they have decided to close their location down for the entire day and give the – and I believe Christmas as well. So Fantastic. Yeah, so that's going to be really fun being able to have him home and let him, like, go fishing, have a lazy day, whatever it is, just recuperate. I mean, we might even work, work. I'm, like, more motivated to maybe work on my walls, like, on the days <laughs> and just, like, try and improve that situation, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be enjoyable, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's a lot of growth and expansion happening on the planet right now, and it's, not necessarily coming up looking like growth and expansion it's coming up looking like muck and destroying like chaotic psychotic chaos um <laughs> for so a lot of people because yeah. it's emotional and it's um it's hitting really close to home different activities you know people losing jobs or uh, loved ones passing over to the other side or just even starting to realize unhealthy, toxic behaviors within relationships and having opportunities to purify and connect. And I'm seeing a lot of clients go through so much of this. I'm seeing marketing friends going through a lot of these um, transitional points. But, like, it's funny because I, it's like I'm watching it from a different perspective than mm-hmm. I used to. Like, before it would i would almost be like oh my gosh and then it would shock me and put me some kind of through some kind of like emotional um distress yeah for them you know yeah. and it was just sad and then now i'm finding that i'm looking at it like oh, what a beautiful opportunity right for expansion and growth right i had somebody on the table yesterday bless her
1: heart she um had a stroke about 15 years ago mm. and her left side is is um Somewhat paralyzed, um, so she, you know, requires a, a wheelchair or a cart, something like that, to get around. And um, you know, we started talking about like, you know, she really wants mobility and freedom back in her life because, you know, and and she feels very alone. And I'm like, you have a caregiver that's with you 24/7, just about. I know, but that's not my family. And I'm like, yeah, but our family is who we choose. Is it possible for you to choose those that are close to you? and that are in your world, and that are caring for you, that are giving their time, energy, and whatever. Yeah, but she gets paid. And I'm like, okay, let's back this up. (laughs) You know, how can we get you out of that, and I don't mean her, but just people in general, how can we get you out of that it's the holidays, and I don't have it the way that I want it, because if I had it the way I wanted it, it would look like, you know,
0: yeah, I think guess
1: sparkles and whatever, and right. everybody focused on you and or whatever it is, you know. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like the holidays are some of the hardest times of year, particularly for people that um, are not in a state of flow when it comes to really connecting with those that are near. Um, you know, I think that it's like if you get on Hallmark and you start watching holiday movies, it's never about, um, you know being you know the perfect way you thought it would be mm-hmm. ever it's about finding the gift and opening yourself back up to have those connections with whoever's in your space
0: yeah
1: and a lot of the magic of them is that you know getting back to a place of belief that there is a higher consciousness of some sort that actually feeds into making your life amazing right but if you can't see it as amazing then you're just going to be in the trauma right
0: it's funny, you know, it It always goes back to so much of it's like, especially in a per- parental perspective, it's like you see the the be- raw beauty of your ch- children and what gifts they have and what they can provide, you know, what they could do with their lives, the opportunities, you know, that are endless, you know, that you, you see the, oh my gosh, they would be a great this or a great that or they would jump into these all always amazing different things. And it's like we start to end up painting a portrait to what we think their life should be. And then when they start going in different directions, because they have to shape their own portrait. They have to, I mean, really, they need a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to give them the tools and maybe some of the supplies to help them create. And then let them just make it what it is. And then when they finish it, it's like this raw, beautiful, um, it was 10,000 times better bigger and yeah than what we could have ever imagined but so much of us get fixated on what the portrait is and what the portrait's supposed to represent that we don't actually allow the freedom of creation to pour through to which that's where things get magnified and even more beautiful and it always astonishes me like how you know i I see more systems of control um, and perception, like people that leave with uh, pre assumption um, more in their actions these days. Like it, I mean, it it's so it's so obvious to me that it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Like all of a sudden, it's just like I'll be going through and be like, okay, bright light, oop, bright light, ooh, okay, that person's dense. You know, it's you know, like it's just it's very. Mm-hmm. You know there's systems of control tactics, and it's things that we've taught ourselves because we gave ourselves that false sense of control because it made us feel like we could actually have some kind of geared in one direction or feel like there's some calm, and really it wasn't it was just that we were we kept constantly working with the yarn and working with the web and trying to maneuver it or whatever, and a lot of times we just muck things up because we put too much control into it. And
1: it's like you end up tying yourself in knots in the web,
0: exactly. And then you're like stuck in the web. Or like
1: I'm, I am now the bug in the web, not the spider.
0: Right. And the whole point and was it's all of your own creation. It's all of your own creation. And like, and I, that's why I kind of remind myself now is like when I, you know, I. Very much notice just different dynamics, especially like family dynamics, right? Like, you go into Thanksgiving and Christmases and seeing family members like pop up left and right, and it's like, you know, we go through our day in and day out by ourselves in our own head, you know, sometimes with our kids, sometimes with family members, sometimes with you know, friends, but it's like when we when it comes down to it it's like you see the family members every once in a blue moon and then you notice you know like hey yeah i don't really like how that interaction is going or you know i I've, I've identified defied, I, i've identified some things with like even my aunt the way that she talks and she she's been doing it her whole life i'm so used i'm used to hearing her how she talks but then i've noticed that for years i've played in her dynamic mm. and her role of how she talks and it's, and then I've also noticed in recent years, the way that she's, it's become more aware of me that the way that she talks to me is how she perceives me to be, which is not even close to who I am or how I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it was probably, you know, a story that was told in her head years ago and vice versa. And now I'm realizing, you know what? i have got to change the way I actually engage and talk with some of my family members because, um... I don't want to have those perceptions continue. And I really want to break the barriers down and being like, you know what? We're really just pussyfooting around conversation. We're not really getting to the grit. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have... I want to have real conversation. And it's like, okay, it might be a great opportunity to be able to get somewhere else and expand. Or it might be something where it's just a, a solution of, huh, I agree to disagree. Later, gator. I have no idea. But I do know... That when I've, I'm addressing conversation, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to allow assumption and control in. Because and I'm going to make sure that even any person that I speak to, whether it be somebody that's new or someone that has been in my life for a long time, when there's dynamics of assumption or control tactics, it's like, no, I'm not... I. I don't want that because it's not helping me and it's definitely not helping them. And I want to make sure that I'm stay mindful in what's beneficial, not just for the individual, but also for myself and my family and, um, and keeping our world where it needs to be. Yeah. I, I think that
1: probably the people that have known you the longest are the hardest to change their perception because it's like when you show, start showing up as who you really are now, it's a disconnect for them with who you've been. And mm-hmm. so they want to fight it. They want to fight you. Right. Right. And, you know, it's so like So much hostility with it. Well, and, and, and that's where it's kind of like you have to make a choice. It's kind of like, okay, can I tolerate being around these people and just keep my mouth shut for, you know, whatever period of time? Or do I show up, really show up as who I am and just know that there's going to be conflict?
0: Right.
1: Or that there's going to be, you know questions or doubt or whatever it is that they do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like, that's where I really believe that it's like, we surround ourselves with amazing people that are on the same vibration plane that we are. Right. Right. So that, you know, you, you have a safe place to go back to, mm-hmm. um, and, and be validated. Not that we have to be validated, but be validated that you're not like off or something wrong. Because it's like when you go back to your family of origin and there's a disconnect, it's like you feel like there's something wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: when there's nothing wrong. And, and you know, a lot of it's times just it's just that, being
0: misunderstood. Well,
1: yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like there's nothing wrong. It's just kind of like um, their perception of you doesn't match up with who you are. And the more that you show up as who you are, the more that
0: they're going to be like, well, wait, what that doesn't fit. Wait, what? <laughs> well, and I think, I think that goes like, you know, I think that goes for all of us individually as well. It's like, you know, the same thing's happening to somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. how we perceive them our entire lives is also different than who they could be individually. And so, you know, and, you know, if anything, I, I really try not to hold on to, you know, okay, if it was something where there's an occurrence where things were done to certain individuals in the past, that's a different thing because right. that, you know, that was action, that was intent, that was, you know, there there was something else going on. Right. But if someone came up to me and it's like, you know, let's say if it was a cousin or something that I've known for years, I haven't seen them in years. I haven't known them in years. The last time I've even really spent time with any of my cousins was like really my 16, 17, 18 years. I was 18 years old, you know, like that time period. And even then, those are huge transformational growth periods. Yeah. So I don't even really know them. And so if I ever engage with any of my cousins, like I might be able to do small talk here and there, but I'm not involved with their everyday life. So why would I treat them with a preconceived notion of what I knew them to be Mm -hmm. when I haven't spoken or like when huge growth and epiphanies can happen for individuals just within a two, three minute period. Oh my gosh, we're talking 20, 30 years that have like 20, 30 years that have passed So when that occurs, that's like, okay, you know what? Give everybody kind of that forgiveness or that grace and, you know, see where things go, you know? Now, if the person comes back into your life and, you know, they're still acting the same way that they were, well, okay, now you can put them in the same box that they were before. And you can just be like, oh, eh, Billy's still Billy. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that, you know, and just, and that's fine. But, you know, but at the same time, when there's growth opportunity and, All of us have that within all of our life experiences to go through a lot. I mean, just even like this weekend, I mean, I still haven't even processed, you know, what has been transpired just within the last week. So, I mean, we – short story, Audra Audra wrangled me into – Flying off to Chicago and uh, getting yeah, outside really of my... Wrangled. <laughs> it just sounds more fun that way. To an undisclosed location. Yeehaw. I <laughs> hog tied her and threw her in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Timeouts and everything. So, but we, I mean, we had a great trip. Like you, I mean, the AAAs, we had a great old time. I mean, it was really purifying for me because, you know, I've never really had girlfriends like that... Yes you know, were reciprocated, you know, like this, you know, it's like I've had one or two really good girlfriends over the years, but it it was never a constant. It was never always, it was like, you know, catching up and sharing in the whim, not sitting down and actually experiencing some life moments together. And so, um, and it even, like, brought me to tears in the morning, like, to start my day of just relief of, like, holy crap, this is what this is like. Or, you know, and I even had a couple of times where I was like, oh, okay, so we're actually doing this. You know, like, you know, where I was like, okay, I'm, you know, getting ready for the event. I'm like, okay, we're actually we're actually doing this. Like, you know, because you, you think about it, but you don't actually like, get into doing it. And then going to the event, it was a great event. And then if anything, like, you know, I... <laughs> I even was, like, texting my husband the whole time through it because I was, like, holy crap, I didn't realize how many unhealthy relationships were in that room and how much, like, my husband and I communicate so good. Like, we hear each other. We listen to each other. Of course, we have our ups and downs just like any marriage does, but, like, there it's there was something just very interesting because anytime i would just talk about my home life the face of the women of when i would talk about my home life was oh my god like how do you how do you do that like wow that's amazing and i you know it was kind of refreshing to 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 me at -hmm. least because you know when you're in the throes of just your day-to-day and juggling all the stuff and you get overwhelmed and then like all these different things, but I had no idea how many women are. I don't want to say disconnected, but you know, there's a lot of obstacles that they're trying to to get on the same wave, or trying to plan things for life, or even trying to make decisions. You know, financial decisions or life decisions of where they're going. And sometimes they have that partner, and sometimes they don't have the support at all. Yeah, which is insane. Right.
1: Yeah, I, you know, one of the reasons that I didn't have children is that I never wanted to be a single mom. And, you know, I honor those women out there that have children and they're doing it on their own. I just, I don't think that I could do it all, all by myself. Like, yeah.
0: I, I just, I, I, I'm like. Did like you I said, always I'm, think I'm that you would, so if you had it. kids, you would be a single mom?
1: No, it was that the partners that I were with at the time, I couldn't see them sticking with me I couldn't okay. see them because it's like we would fight over <laughs> every time that I would want to grow they would fight me okay. about growing it's like they would fight me about stepping up their world because whatever they were existing in was comfortable hmm. and I was like yeah no I, I don't I, I, I'm not going to be the person or I'm not going to be the woman that drags a guy kicking and screaming through his life so that mine is better it's right. too exhausting it's like it's right. just not worth it and, you know, it's like the, um, you know, I, I, I'm I, trying to think of like what I can say without, um, <laughs> in, in, you know, incriminating anyone um, kind of thing. But it was like in the relationships that I've been in, it's like I always felt like I was the one that was trying to pull them up. And, you know, you it's like they never had with my you. back, right? right? It's like they didn't have my back. And, you know, I think I, I've been thinking back, you know, it's like a lot of the, um, stuff that we've been talking about with wealth consciousness talks about, um, the wounded masculine, you know, the wounded masculine energy within our relationships, within ourselves And, um, you know, of all of the relationships that I've been in throughout my life, there's only been one guy that when somebody said something that was, um, negative towards me that he was ready to fight hmm. for me. Right. Right. You know, all the rest of them, you know, would either join in or just be like, whatever. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, none of them had my back. And you know that's one thing that I I I notice with you guys. You might you know everybody has their fights or whatever it is, but it's like the two of it's you are in partnership. In general. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, that's just being in relationship with anyone, yeah. right? It's like you're gonna have differences of opinion. You're gonna have things where I wish you did things this way or that or way. Or said it this way or, or, it or do it, it this way. Or, or yeah, you know, you tripped my triggers or whatever it is. But at the same time, you know, you guys have this really amazing partnership where you grow together. And it's like, you may not even realize until you look back and go like, oh my gosh, look at the leaps and bounds that my partner's made because I'm making those leaps and bounds too. Well, and
0: he, you know, it's funny because I even look back reflectively about, you know, what, how I was in my twenties and how much insight that he's given me on my own self that I didn't even realize in some ways I would get in my way or even at the beginning or the earlier years on how, um, you know, Influential or how passionate I would be for somebody, but they, it would just be completely taken advantage of. And, you know, and he like really helped me start realizing, you know, where my boundaries stood. And so, and as time went over just even reflecting over 20 years ago. Cause it'll be 20 years in April, which is insane, but, um, and it does not, I know, yeah, but it does not <laughs> feel like 20 years. It. Fe- yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the love that I have for that man is just as if it was still the butterflies at the beginning, you know? And that's what I love about how we work together is we are st- still so passionate for one another. And we're so, still so, um, in it. And he's, as much as I've seen him grow over the year, and it's totally going to make me cry just even going through the emotions, but like I have grown so tremendously because of him, and I don't even think he realizes that. And it's not saying this because he's listening, because I'm sure he's listening, but it's, it's the awestruck that when you think you have all of your, where you're going and the vision and all these different things, it's like I have a really hard time staying anchored down. And I have a, like, I will get up and be like, ooh, yay, let's go do this and do this and do this and do this. And then he'll be like, okay, hold on. <laughs> and and the thing is, is that, like, he'll anchor me down, but at the same time, he still allows me to flourish. And he still allows me to expand. Mm-hmm. And, like, And even though sometimes it might even present, like when I'm trying to grow, it might present insecurities for him because I'm being seen by all these different people or, you know, these people are like, oh my gosh, you're fantastic. And they're magnetized towards my energy. But he, if instead what he says is like, I'm not going to stand in your way. I want to be with, like, I want to, I'm not going to, he doesn't want to prevent me from expanding. But the thing is, is I don't want to go anywhere without him. Right. And that's where the solid commitment is, is it's like, I know what our family is. I know what we are together. I know how how much of a force we are. I have just as much belief system in what he can create as what I can create. And I really hope that one day in all of my growth and my expansion, that it frees up the space for him to be able to do whatever it is that he wants. Like, you know, because he is just, he has amazing ideas that I've never even You know, like he thinks of things so differently. And because of the way he thinks, it really gives me an enlightened perspective on, um, and a different viewpoint on things. And sometimes, you know, like he might have input on my business and I'll be like, I don't really fit in. But, you know, but in other directions, he's opening up something else that I could be creating in the back door. And it's not even about me. It's about just that partnership and working with and communicating. Because so many marriages, you know, especially with the women in that room, so many marriages, they're not communicating in day in and day out. They have a very, you know, it's like they check in at the end of the day maybe or at the end of the weekend. Like they may go the entire weekend without speaking with each other. Like I can't do that. Like I can't not text my husband every couple of hours. Like just even to check in and you know like that's just how we are. If I don't hear from him, I'll I'll be like freaking out and being like, "Oh my god, what's wrong?" And then my and I can't focus on what I need to do, which, you know, I mean, some people would look at it as like a little codependency issues, but <laughs> uh, you know, and I, but that's just how we function. That's how we are. And that's one of the things that like you know, I was you know, I was talking to Rudy about um this the other night because he said he kind of said one thing about you know Shamina with all of her stuff and he kind of he's he one of the things he notices like he's like oh she's not married like she has kids but she's not married and then you know okay she there's women that she's influencing to like make decisions and embrace their you like inner power and that's amazing but then he's like what about the man where's the man's voice like how like how do you and I and I just looked at him straight out and I said that is where I disagree on to a certain extent like i love her lessons i love how she uses the energetics to fix your relationship issues with wealth and uh, wealth consciousness and expansion but the one thing that like when a woman is oh where do we spend this money here and it's like oh well i don't ask permission it's like no i will absolutely check it's not that i'm asking my husband permission i'm making sure we're on the same level and the same growth plan and it's like if I don't have that communication with him, then, and if if we're not on the same agreement of where we're going, I'm not going to be making those decisions without him. You know, so it's it's one of those things like, like I'm not going to go out and spend ten thousand dollars randomly without my husband being involved in the purchase. I wouldn't even spend over a couple, like a couple hundred dollars unless it was groceries. You know, like, so it's like those those things are really important, but that's how we function. Right. And so that's where I really think that people have to, it's like, you. it's great for people to get advice from others, but you also have to make sure it resonates with you and resonates with how you function and how your partnership is. Because if you just all of a sudden do a 180 and start acting on a different...
1: But I, but I understand, you know, it's like I understand both sides of that. Like, you guys are very unique in the way that you've... Um, kind of started with, you know, nothing together Mm -hmm. and grown into who you are now. And you've been very connected in doing so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, I look back and you know, the brief period of time that I was married, it's like he held money over me and tried to control me with it. So when you're talking about systems of control, there's lots of, you know, relationships out there that are not partnerships, right? Where, you know, particularly the females. And I watched this with my grandparents too. The females were given, you know, allowances. allowances my grandmother was given an allowance, right? This is how much you get and this is what you can spend it on. And it's kind of like for anything outside of that, you had to ask permission. Right. Right. And so it's like, there's, you know, breaking, breaking free from that old mindset of you know, having to have permission from your husband
0: because, right.
1: you know, the old mindset was that you were his property, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. So we weren't right. allowed a property well, up until when? Yeah.
0: 1940? Uh, 30? 20? 20, 20s? 28? 27?
1: I don't I, know. I don't even know, right? You know, it's like we got the, the rights to vote in 1920s, I believe.
0: Yeah, but the rights to vote also didn't, didn't include property until no, – I, th- I didn't think it was until the 30s and 40s. Yeah,
1: it's very possible. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like I think that we're finally in a space 100 years later, mm-hmm. right, that women are really saying, first of all, I'm not your property. Right. And second of all, I can spend my money that I'm making however the hell I want. Right. Right. And, and you know, it's like I get it that in partnership, which is very different than traditional marriage – right that in partnership it's like you're working at a future goal that you've set together
0: right. together right? right
1: and it's very distinctly different than i've got mine and then there's mine and you're supposed to do with yours what i want to do because the man is leading right right and and part of the reason that men feel emasculated now is because that dynamic has changed where there's a lot of relationships where she's making more money than he is right so to go to him for permission to spend your own money it just creates disconnect, right? right? It's like it doesn't even make sense anymore. See, in my mind, and I it, think that that's probably what you know. A lot of them are feeling into and speaking into, right? Is that you know, old school society tells them they have to have permission, or they have to do this, or have to do that, and so right. you know, it really has to do with context of the conversation. Yeah, and um, you know, I think it's really important to delineate and differentiate those those types of things it's like you know if you're in a traditional marriage where he's the breadwinner and he's doing you know (laughs) his thing and he's supporting and you're staying home then you know spending money you might want to have those conversations right? right but at the same time it's like if you're the breadwinner and you're bringing home the money and then you're still asking permission to spend your own money well Maybe that's a conversation to have too. See,
0: and I like, and, but, I, and I always just look at our money as ours. Like it's never, it's not mine, it's not his, it's ours pooled together. And and like, the, but that's yeah. just how that's how we work. Like you right. know, we we went out to eat on Sunday after we got back, um, right. and so you know, like you know, Rudy was just like, hey, do you want to do you want to take the kids to go out to dinner? And I was like, you know what, that would be a really great great way to end the weekend. I love that idea for sure. And then, you know, like. I had, he didn't have the card that I wanted to put it on. And so I literally just pulled out my wallet, and then I was just like, "Oh, I want to put it in this whatever." And then when we left, I was like, "Thanks for dinner, honey." And then he's just like, "Well, you paid for it," and I was just like, "Well, technically, it comes from the same account, so uh, we both paid <laughs> for it." My
1: name or your name, whatever, whatever right, but like, it. but like, but yeah. like in that moment, I mean,
0: like that's what kind of one of the things where it's like I don't have that his money, our money right. type of mindset, and like when I, even though like my company, his name isn't on my company, but at the same time, it's like. I wouldn't have been able to create it and do it if it wasn't for his support. Right. So it's just as much his as it is mine. Right. And it's like, I think sometimes we don't give, you know, our, the people that are involved as much credit, you know, like that's one of the things on my website. Like I do capital partners. I acknowledge people that have been with me from the beginning that have helped, you know, catapult me to another level because it's just the right thing to do. I just want to honor other companies that I've been friends with and worked with in the past and say, Hey, you know, like promote them. And like, that's just my way of sharing the love and attention of what, what I believe them to be. Right. Um, and I think, and I think too, it's also really important also, cause you know, when you're watching, you know, like my kids are watching how we function together all the time. So, you know, and but that also how they learn and perceive is different. You know, like Leo is going to be getting her driver's license soon. Like, so it was making the permit test appointment, which, you know, is not until freaking February. But at the same time, then I guess it gives the holidays for her to prepare for the permit test. And then that's great. But then it was, you know, then Texas is a little weird in how they do their driver's ed because it's like okay you can either go to the school establishment or you can even have the parent be the teacher and the instructor which is kind of cool and so then i was like okay well dad's the methodical one like dad's the one that is always meticulous and he over explain like he does the I was like, if he would be the better instructor than I would be, I'd just be like, woohoo, yay. Like, you know, like I, Leo says I do it oh, in the magic way. I'd just be like, woohoo, choosh. Like, what, you know, like that's not productive. And so, but then she said, you know, I do anytime I'm around either one of you, I always do things worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so I worry that I would like crash with you guys in the, like, and I was just like, okay, so then would you rather have an instructor? She still would rather have a, have it be a parent. But then the question is which one? And I'm thinking, Oh yeah, this is a dad thing all the way And she's like, I'm gonna have to contemplate. Yeah (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. like, think on that. Go right ahead. Yeah. And I was like, well at least you have time between now and February. So I mean like at least you can contemplate and figure out which like which way we're gonna go about it. I'll call around and maybe get a physical person that can explain things to me in a dumbified version of how it goes in Texas because Anybody I talk to, it's like, there's just, it's just, there's never clear, clear explanations on some stuff. And so I want to try and figure that, like, out so that we find, like, the best, I mean, we've already created a world for her with education in her life that's different. Yeah. You know, like, this is also just a different way of handling things, so.
1: Right. I was say, get the, um, you know, get the book that explains what it is she has to know and then teach, not... And not just the word and the verbal part, but like teach the driving skills based on the laws that are actually right. passed. Um, you know, I I remember, gosh, back back in the day, way back in the day when we still had drivers ed as part of high school. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I it's like I remember going through that, but I already knew a lot of it just by listening and watching. But the experience of it is different mm-hmm. than listening and watching. and um you know so it's like for for the people out there that have really bad habits with driving um teaching somebody to drive when you have bad habits that you're teaching ahead of time, you know, reviewing those books is probably a good way to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I, and I'm not saying that you have bad habits. I'm just saying in general, um, you know, it's like there's there's laws in Texas where it's like you're supposed to turn, if you're turning right, you're supposed to turn in the most right-hand lane and then use your blinker to get over. Yeah. Most That's people, how it is they, everywhere. I was going to say, most people turn three lanes over.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they don't even pay attention to you know, whoever's trying to turn left or the, the stop the that, or the stop was like less than like a second, not yeah. the one, two, you're supposed to let it rock back
1: yeah. Yeah. and let it <laughs> go forward. Things.
0: Yeah. Well, and I thought it was funny because while we were in our undisclosed location, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So as we were in Chicago, like I'm used to people driving. Well, you know, that's what Alicia was saying. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I don't have to drive here because we proceed into the in- intersection. Yeah. When you turn left, you proceed into the intersection and you wait you don't turn your wheels until you're turning you just proceed into the intersection and then when the opportunity now so if the tur- light turns yellow in that car you know like the last car then you turn left but you obviously have to go because you're in the middle of the intersection yeah. so I mean like that's how it is but in Texas if you pre- I my first like couple weeks in Texas I kept proceeding into the intersection it, it created big problems. And it was like, no, no, you don't proceed into the intersection here because. See, and, you know, I guess
1: I grew up driving that way too. And it's, I. Even in
0: Houston, mm-hmm. it was
1: kind of like that. I don't know that it, if it's changed or not, but um, here, definitely here, it's an issue. Yeah. In, in the Dallas area. Yeah. So.
0: You can't. I mean, you can't because sometimes you proceed into the intersection, all of a sudden that yellow turns into and a red you very quick, and, you, and, you're and you're just you're done. stuck in the middle. Right. And then you've got angry, like yeah bulldozery people that are ready and speeding and going crazy and like and honestly you know it makes me a little bit nervous driving in like in this area um for sure like i i think when we do a a freeway lesson that will be heading north not heading south like yeah. we will not Absolutely. be, we will be Even heading north. At some point
1: you'll hit construction, but hey. I
0: would rather hit construction and have that be an issue and not have to deal with anything south because yeah. I think it would make me very nervous to, to have her engage in anything from our street to doubt, like to Dallas like that. Yeah. It's just very chaotic and crazy yeah. for a first time driver. Yeah.
1: I was like, you could probably get down to about the outlet center, and then you'd be like, yeah, let's turn around and go back.
0: Now, I'm even, I'm even <laughs> uncomfortable with them mer- lately. The merging by our street has been ridiculous. Like people yeah. are breaking as they're going onto a freeway, and the only reason why, like, I'm at least confident is because. I will sit there and be like what the hell are these people doing why are they stop going to driver school and then you know and then my and my daughter's sister she's like why what is supposed to happen and then I give her the lesson so the good thing yeah. is is at least the lessons are already starting right? Um, but it is it's going to be interesting to see how it like changes that it's called that.
1: merge not
0: be on your phone and run over people yeah. well it's weird it's like it's like they're coming up and then people you know people on that outside lane aren't even moving over yeah. for the on like the on merging people People. and then the other problem is you get people that are new to the area and they're not used to the speed of these freeways so then they put their brakes on and it's like as soon as you do everyone's supposed to be turning to check their thing they're not supposed to be braking it's just a big danger it's a big yeah, hazard so I yeah. put a lot of cars in bubbles yeah I put a lot of cars in bubbles and like and be like go away Go away, bubble. Like, you go over there. You be nice. Yeah. You be nice. Stop being, you know, like, occasionally I might have to snap my finger to put him in a vortex to kick him out because it's just like, ah, get out of here. Get out of the way. You don't belong here. And it just is what it is. But totally get it. Yeah. And I know, like, even since Rudy's accident, he says sometimes when he has someone that dries up really fast behind him, he almost has a double take or yeah I mean he's he's having a little bit of a shock
1: yeah and you know it's like I know
0: know we've talked about my invisibility cloak
1: before but you know it's like I have to be one of those drivers that pays attention to everyone else because they will run over me and they have and And that is why I I volunteered to drive last month you know when I was on um in my early 20s I think I had five accidents and four years and you know even though some of them you know I got the fault on the ticket had nothing to do with me right you know like literally I was in a big pickup truck and somebody in a small
0: car pulled right in front of me and slammed on the brakes you told me this for years yeah. that you are invisible and I never <laughs> believed it because I've always seen you yeah. and like but probably because you're my people and like <laughs> that we're supposed to be together through thick and thin but like girl like when, we, when you picked me up that one time, it was like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago or something, and I got in the car, I was like channeling a massive shield bubble around us the whole time because, I mean, just the way that a car would just come over and you're right there. And it wasn't even you were in the blind spot. Like, they just were like, oh, oops, sorry, didn't even know you were there. And I was just like, oh my God, she's not kidding. And yeah. then, you know, just going through the experience, I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. And even, like, the story that you told me this weekend, you know, like, <laughs> can you please tell our listeners about this? Because I it just mind boggles me. Oh, yeah, so this person that I'm in a, a group with.
1: Anyway, I was having a conversation. I was in the middle of the sentence, and she literally took me by the shoulders and moved me out of the way so she could go be in a photo op. That one? Yes! Yeah, and I'm like... Okay. <laughs> you know, and it and it's one of those things that's like if I were um still holding on to like my childhood traumas and stuff like that i would immediately go to what i have to say doesn't matter who ho is me and i would have gone and sat in the corner and been like nope, where, where, nobody loves me um but at the same time i didn't i just kind of was like
0: okay and went and gotten the photo off with her yeah so well and i felt the <laughs> same i think that i think that's the most important part about the story and the reason why i brought it up was because because you've done the work with yourself like on all the energetic levels and working through those stories like it, it puts you in a different perspective, so that when they happen to you, you're just like, "Huh, that's weird. You're yeah. weird. Okay, you know, bye. Like,
1: all right. Apparently, that's still there somewhere, but let's just go. Yeah.
0: I mean, ah. like, I, I mean, I even <laughs> had, I even was ha- just having a nice little meet and greet with a marketing person the other day who happened to be like in finances. And, you know, like, all the extra income that I get is going straight back into the company. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in growth and expansion. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And she just blankly looked at me and was like, I can't help you. You don't have any money. And normally, that would have put me right into a scarcity mindset. It would have put me into a funk. It would have made me feel like I have no value. It would have put me straight into the, you're going nowhere. You're made of nothing. Like, and that would have put me right into questioning my worth right away. But instead, because of all the work that I've even been just doing the month prior and the perspective that I had been doing on, hey, I have all the skills that I need to be able to make something of myself. And to get where I need to be and get myself to the next level. And no, I'm going to not have money issues in the future because I know where I'm going. I know where I'm focused. And so, but so when she sat there and she's like, I can't help you. You don't have any money. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I invest a shit ton of money in myself every goddamn month. So like, and that's where my brain went like, you are naive and dumb. Like, and that's like. (laughs) Well, and, and,
1: and too, it's like, I think that we're in a space of like, we get to shift what the ideas around money and wealth are because it's kind of like you know there are plenty of people that have millions in the bank Mm -hmm. and yet they live like paupers Mm -hmm. because they are holding on to it so tightly in fear that it'll be gone it'll be gone and and then they won't be able to live right right and and then there's the other side of it where there's people that's been like they've got you know, more than they have. And they're so in debt that they can't keep their head above, head above waters. Right. And it's like, we're trying to find the middle ground of like, how can we live lives fully and have amazing experiences with the resources that we have and build more knowing that, you know, creating movement when it comes to your finances, it's like, you know, if it comes in, letting it go out to build yourself and create better, is just going to generate more.
0: Right. So, And it is. It's truly, it's investment in yourself. It's investment in your future. It's, there's so much there with it. But, I mean, it really comes down to wealth isn't about money. Wealth is about your, your own self-worth, your own connections, your own growth, where you're seeing yourself going. I mean, it even, it even ties into like, so much of that ties into your origin and where you came from and the stories that you base essentially bought mm-hmm. um when you were a child and those connections and your experiences really dictate and play through on that and it's like you know we can sit there and look back and even in connections with some certain family members connections with ideologies that we had and sometimes they just don't fit anymore and then yeah. and it's like okay well they serve it's not that they were wrong that i had them it was more of they served me to a certain point in time where I needed them. Right. But now it's time they kept to be safe. Yeah. Right? Now it's time to let them go. Exactly. And find what the next uh, path is.
1: I think so many of those conversations that we created or that we held to be true as younger people really were a mechanism that we felt safe in, mm-hmm. in having it be that way. But anymore, it's actually undermining your ability to grow or your ability to move forward because it's it's not it's not keeping you safe anymore it's actually putting you at risk and in danger and it's like recognizing those recognizing what it is and then shifting it Mm -hmm. allows you to get out of it so you were saying you know you were kind of redefining wealth in a way and it's like when i think of wealth what i think of is well being like being well Mm -hmm. and in health
0: Yep.
1: right it's like that's wealth well health you know (laughs) yeah um and and i i think that you know, like I said, I, you know, our parents and yours are, you're a little bit younger than me. Your parents were a little, a little bit younger than mine, but it's like a lot of them grew up as the children of people that went through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they came into our world during World War II or sl- shortly after, and it's like they're still living in the mindsets of, um, you know, holding on to things because, you know, the world might fall out from underneath us, and, oh my gosh, we will have nothing. Um, but at the same, you know, that kind of crisis
0: mentality
1: and it's and it's just not there right now um and you can create it
0: as it is or you can be like you know what there's opportunity everywhere there is there's so much growth and opportunity everywhere especially it all starts on the inside Mm -hmm. absolutely so go out and embrace the experience